This is the Red Rock Retrospective with Stratford Healy, Will Kowser, and Max Coons. Uh, before we start, fun fact about Max Coons. He exclusively pours his milk before he pours his cereal. Is that true? No. I didn't see that. What are you talking about? Don't you all hate Max now? God damn it. I hate Max now, certainly. I don't even... Well, to get right into it. Did you know that Will Hauser only drinks milk from Romania because his tummy acclimated? I only drink milk. I brought a whole suitcase back of yeah. this stuff. I personally only drink milk suitcase. straight from the tap. Yeah. Straight Just, from the... Yeah. Right from the udder. Uh, <laughs> sneak onto a farm. There's this little place in the fence I had snipped off a little bit. Easy, in and out. Easy peasy. Fun fact about Trevor Healy. He, you drink more milk than any person <laughs> ever has out in their life. Ungodly think, amounts. I this think, is an open challenge to anyone who thinks they have stronger bones than Stratford Healy. Come arm wrestle this guy. I think he's mostly bone. Your I honestly wrist. think he is. That's not true. My You're brothers. Dense. Some of my brothers definitely drink milk, more milk than me. Really? Not to say I don't drink ungodly amounts well, of I milk. I guess you can't I'm really. I'm just saying osteoporosis is not in your future. Yeah. No. Whatever the opposite of that is. They kind of call it like milk bone or some shit. Your, your, bones the, your family's going to be the first people. There's no holes in them. Well, milk your, bone your bones, already exists. Your bones become so too... You, you will is milk bone a be the first human to collapse into a black hole for being too dense. Yeah. <laughs> milk bone is a treat for canines. Milk bone. That's true. That's oh, not a right. Disease. That is true. You're going to have to come up with they a different name. Those. One have you guys ever fact. eaten a milk bone before? I've never had a milk bone. I, I ate a milk bone. Do they once. taste like Scooby Snacks? No. It tastes, it tastes like... I've had a milk bone. I've eaten a milk bone. How can they you say bad. for sure it doesn't taste like Scooby Snacks? Because I've eaten Scooby Snacks. Yeah, they're out there. You can find they them. They have Scooby so. Snacks. What? They're fruit snacks. This is news to me. Yeah, yeah like, they're fruit snacks. They're called Scooby Snacks. they got Scooby-Doo. They're in the shapes of Fred. Dude, I would go into a haunted castle for... Three Scooby Snacks, minimum. It's been done for less, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> One more fun fact about Stratford Healy before we start. When he eats cups of noodles, he puts the cup in the microwave, heats up the noodles, and then pours the cold water in and lets the noodles heat up the water. Every time. Wow. Yeah. That's the kind of innovation you can Try that at home, everybody. That's, that's what you're going to be on the famous Bhutan <clears throat> website for, is for innovating the cup noodle industry. Innovating the cup noodle industry, the yeah. warm noodles guy. I thought it was going to be for inadvertently starting arson. Say, to like, whoever Healy. advice. If that website taught us anything, it's not going to take a lot to get on that website. So, well, yeah, there's not a lot going. Will on is already not. on that website for wearing that shirt. My God, please explain this shirt. Look at him. That's pretty All wrinkly. Right. Yeah, he he stole. He seems to have invaded the uh, embassy of some poor nation and stolen their flag very vibrant some oh sort of God. jersey presumably for a sport yeah is that i think it says cricket? football on it my god actually it doesn't here's a fun oh it does say football because in every language but like english soccer is is football football mm-hmm. with an f-u-t but is, what do they call it in england uh do they call it football? football. They call it football. football. And then, I was listening. But in Romanian, uh, football, like F-U-T is the F word in Romanian. Oh. And so they call it football, and they sound stupid. Football. football. But that I would explain them, the same. I sure love them. That's why I'm wearing so it. So instead of Romanian 
football? Football soccer jersey. Yeah. I'm going to call that your football jersey. No, yeah, it's just football. Cool. Uh, <clears throat> a long time ago, we were in classes that required us to introduce ourselves. That's a long ago for you youngsters. It was the exact same time for you and me, Max. I'm older we than in you. the same class. Oh, my God. We did this at the same day. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. Will Kowser. Take a back step from back. The, back from the dead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, I guess it was like, a long time ago. Like three years ago. Not the dead, ago. but Romania, so close. Yeah, pretty much. The undead. Being a va- I mean, you're a vampire over there. He's but great. through monologue, us being theatrically inclined, we needed to tell a story from our lives. Yes. Um, we figure these are a good three stories yeah. as an introduction to ourselves. So yeah, in the class, we just had to tell a story to the class. Now we're going to tell them to you guys. I think we should start with you, Max. Mine's, mine's a so? short story Yours is with short. little importance. I mean, so I, I'll go second. I abbreviated mine quite a bit for the class, so I can tell the long version or I can tell a shorter version. We have a captive audience. They'll listen for okay, two right. and a half hours. They'll do whatever they want. All right, so this story takes place in a little known country called Germany. Is that next um, to Romania? Uh, I've, I've heard it is. I think it's on the same continent. Hmm. Is Romania, is that? That's like near Antarctica, right? Uh, no. It shares a border with I got second Russia place in geography B. and Australia. Germany. So Germany is a place that I went after high school. It was on a student trip thing. It was like an art history tour of Europe. So we, we ended up, we were in Rome. We landed in Rome and then we went through Italy and then into like uh, Switzerland and all the way up into a small skiing village called Oberammergau. And this was on the off season. It was during the summer. So there was nobody there for skiing. And it was pretty warm. There was these huge banana slugs all over the place. It was very That's weird. It was very warm and like sense. it was like very lush. It was beautiful. It had these big, huge, beautiful mountains all over the place. And uh, so I sh- we show up there and we get checked into the hotel. And Kelly Orem, who is the guy who is our art history teacher, who was taking us on this trip post grad, and uh, we. Uh, he tells us, all right, you guys all have to be back here by 7.30. That's when we're eating dinner. Be back there, be back here by then, or you'll miss dinner. All right, cool. So we go out into the village, and it's me, and it's uh, a couple other guys who I don't I don't really remember their names. They didn't like me that much. So I believe it was, Gus, it was, it was, it was Gus. Gus was Gus, there. Gus was there. Um, I wasn't. Bridger. But I Bridger Murdoch. Um, Nate Burnett. Uh, I think that was all the guys I was with. Anyway, we find a gondola up to the top of a giant goddamn mountain in the middle of Oberammergau. Yeah. Middle of goddamn Germany. Very rural. Rural. I heard Oberammergau means over Obergau in German. Is that a fact? I think so. Well, I am no German... I'm no German expert. Come on, Stratford. No stupid questions, please. Let's try to keep up. All right, so we're taking this gondola up to the top of the mountain. Okay. <laughs> and uh, we're, like, going up and up and up, and it's great. We're taking videos. We're having a grand old time. We get to the top, and there's, like, this bar up there. And so we all get we get a drink of, like, seltzer water and, like, just quotes. Hang out up there. I like seltzer water. Yeah. 
So we get a, we're, uh, we're like, all right, well, this is pretty cool. And we notice there's a hiking trail going down the mountain back into over our gown. We're like, cool. Let's go on this thing. We've, we've got a couple hours yet. We can make it back down. It's the preferred direction to hike as well. Downward? I like, I like taking the lift up and hiking taking down. Taking the lift up and then going downward seems like a great idea. So we're like, great, let's go with this. And we'll Wait, take a bunch of pictures Did you guys stuff. see the video of the ski lift that broke? Oh, man. And went reverse and slingshotted people like 30 yeah, feet? Yeah, I saw that. Line. No. Well, that sounds But I bad. know. I have mean, a phobia I of ski Where was lifts. it at? I didn't see any of that. A foreign, I think Germany. Like Germany? I, they were or in some sort of northern European language. Czech Republic? I don't know. But they just like break and slide down. Yeah, the it seems like something Czechs would do. And there's some, there's like a thousand people like, jump off, jump off. Like, cause if, if they swing around, they're actually going to get injured. I'm pretty sure one guy was like in critical condition. It's wild. Yeah. Goddamn. Look it up. Uh, uh, everybody. But moving can, on. Uh, Google that. Thanks to our special viewers who are about to look up that video. Shout uh, out to you. <laughs> thanks for sponsoring. So we start hiking down the mountain. <laughs> And it's, uh, we, there was a girl up there who was with us too, because we met some of the girls on the trip at the top of this mountain. And one of them wanted to hike down with us. Her name's Jackie. And, uh, she had like some kind of ankle injury. I don't know what was wrong with her. I didn't really press the question. Didn't drink enough milk. Obviously. That's probably what happened. These, these weak American bones not drinking (laughs) enough milk. Snapped at elevation. Yeah. (laughs) There isn't enough air pressure to hold her bones together. Uh, so we start hiking down with everybody, and uh, we're getting like pretty close to halfway. We're trying to follow the signs, which are in, they have a, we could read them, but they're in like a thick German accent, so it's tough to read them. The signs have a German accent? Yeah. English, they were English. <laughs> yeah. Signs, but. I mean, yeah, they were in English, but it was like, there was lots it was of like German. Yeah, it was hard to, I mean, you could tell it was, we were in Germany. And Good. so we're going down the mountain, and we're like halfway, and we're trying to figure out where, we're, like, just keep going down. But we're running late, so then me and Bridger and Gus, we decide that we're going to run down the mountain for the rest of the way. Good. We've got our kicks on. We're ready to go, and so we start just hoofing it, just booking it. We leave Nate with Jackie on the mountain, so they can keep walking down, and we'll go and figure it out. And so. Uh, we can go and tell them to like hold on or they can just take their time, but we wanted to be home in time for dinner. Yeah. And so we're running down this mountain and we're going as fast as we goddamn can. I'm huffing and puffing. This is before I was a smoker, so peak physical shape. <laughs> and so we're But you probably were very high above sea level. Yes. <laughs> I like that you had to clarify that. You said high, and there. then we made eye contact, and you said above sea level. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Both. Yes. Well, I wasn't. I didn't actually do any drugs in Germany. Or <laughs> you sound surprised. Right? <laughs> of now all the places in it, Germany I mean, that I honestly, went, not, not yeah, a single line of cocaine. I mean, wow, I couldn't believe it. Well, I did drink a lot story. of alcohol, so yeah. that's another story, though. Well, that's Germany. Um, so we're running down the mountain. I'm like, got like a buttoned down shirt that's unbuttoned and I'm sweating. We're all running. We're like all red faced. We get down to like kind of the bottom and it's like this dirt path. that's like going by like a pasture with a fence by it. And it's like trees and we're like, can't really get our bearings. So we're running along this path and we're trying to figure out where the town is with relation to this this hiking trail that we thought would just go right into the town. Straight up a to tourist thing. J. Kelly Orem. Waiting with open arms. No. 
uh, we hear a motorcycle over the horizon. And so a motorcycle comes over the, over the embankment yeah. and uh, speeds toward us. And a guy just like, we like wave him down and he like pulls up, takes off his helmet. Gorgeous German man. And he goes, yeah, what's up? And we're like, hello. Uh, where's, where's the hotel? Where's the, I forgot the name of the hotel, but we, we asked him where the hotel was. Told him like oh, we're looking for the hotel in Overammergau, and he's like, Overammergau? No, uh, this is Etel. Overammergau is on the other side of the mountain. And so we're like, Oh, thank you, Jesus <laughs> <laughs> Christ! <laughs> and so he's like, Yeah, and he puts his helmet on, speeds away, and we're just point. like, We up yeah <laughs> that is the we went down the it's like there's two wrong side of the mountain yes the wrong we're on the opposite side of the mountain where we need to be so we run back into the we run into the town into Etel, and we're trying to figure out like the buses just commit to your decision yeah and we're running into the town and it, it's uh we figure that um uh jackie and nate aren't that far behind us yeah so we run into town and we're trying to figure out the buses and a bus shows up, and the guy uh, opens the door, and we're like, you going to Oberammergau? He's like, no, I'm going in the other direction. I just got back from Oberammergau. And we're like, okay, when does the bus come for Oberammergau? And he's like, uh, it's probably turning back around. It's probably it? like another hour and a half. Oh, we no. had, at this point, we had like maybe, will be cold we had maybe 40 minutes <laughs> to go and enjoy our nice stew or whatever it was that we were going to be eating. Cold schnitzel is never a good thing. And so we're like, all right, thank you, sir. So we're just like kind of walking around. We're trying to figure out. We're asking people like, how many, how many miles is it to over our ground? And they're like, oh, it's 40,000 kilometers. And we're like, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> that is a lot of distance. You guys, I, what, the wrong I still do not understand how kilometers <laughs> relate to miles at all. And I yeah. will never know. Yeah, I will never learn it. The rule is I absolutely take the mile and then multiply it by 10,000. And that's a kilometer. <laughs> that's that's a good gauge. Yeah, yeah. it sounds good. Uh, so we're like, okay, I guess we can probably, we like ask them, like, can we walk there? And they're like, yeah, I'll probably take like, I don't know, 45 minutes, an hour. I'm like, all right, I guess that'll work. That's not good. And so, um, we see some people getting into a car in a bar. There's a parking lot of a bar. In a bar? Yeah. And we see them and we're like, hey, where are you guys heading? And they're like, oh, that way? And we're like, you don't pass over Amagal? They're like, yeah. We're like, yeah, do you mind probably, if uh, we good. hitched a ride? And they're like, yeah, man, sure. Go on, get on it. They're actually from California. No. She's <laughs> <laughs> a very German. Go, go, go. Yeah, that shot's fucking going to the car. We're going to shred some nar-nar, man. <laughs> Have you seen these peaks? <laughs> so uh, we're like trying, we're trying to get it sorted simple. out with them, and that's right when uh, Nate and Jackie show up. And Jackie is like, "I am not getting into a car with these guys." We're sure. like, well, we should stick together. So let's start walking. We're like, thanks, guys. We're like, yeah, I'm on Tyler. And so we start walking, and uh, the signs have pretty German accents than the Germans. Yeah, pretty much immediately, um, we. Uh, we decide between me, Gus, and Bridger that we're going to start running again. <laughs> we're going to we're leave. Gonna we're going to leave Nate and Jaggy behind, <laughs> and so we just start <laughs> running. And Gus is in the best shape, so he just like starts <laughs> flying. He just takes yeah. off, leaves me and Bridger behind. Bridger is a big guy, and I'm not fit, so we're just running alongside of each other, like running past like huge German cows. 
We're like trying, like we eventually get to the point where we're like, I'm going to pass out. I can't do this. And so cars are flying past us on this road. This is like the middle of the German countryside. It's like lush and the mountains are right there. Yeah. It's like Sounds Vol- beautiful. Just like Volvos going past. Yeah. And so we stick just, our... We just st- Volvos. We, uh, we stick our the thumbs countryside. out. We do what any God-fearing American would do. And we A stick, Swedish car. We stick our goddamn thumbs out. And uh, <laughs> eventually a car pulls over. And uh guy pokes his head out the window. We're like, yeah, yeah. you got you going to Oberammer County? He goes, yeah, I take you. And we're like, cool. So we go and I... I we go up and Bridger just immediately gets in the car. Yeah. And I'm like, Hops on top. Yeah. And so I just take out my phone. I have no service. But I just like take a picture of his car and show him that I took a picture. And I'm just like, I'm going to send this Don't to my friends. Don't murder me. I'm going <laughs> to send this to my friends so that they can find us. And that's how you lost a kidney. Yep. And so we get in. It's this really nice guy named Simon. He's driving us back. And we pass Gus. And we honk at him. We flip him off. I, I've... <laughs> I, I kind of made the guy uncomfortable. I was a little bit loopy from all the running, but I, I honked his horn for him you were as he was driving. And uh, so above sea level, <laughs> I, above sea level, it's true. <laughs> uh, it shouldn't be as funny as it is. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, I hitchhiked with a complete stranger in Germany. And that's after going down the wrong side of the mountain, um, we got back to the hotel first. We sat down just. A mess <laughs> covered in like tree moss and like sweat and just stink. We show up at this hotel, we're like, Where's dinner? And they seat us. And Kelly Oram is like, What the f <laughs> happened to you guys? Went in Germany. Went in Germany. And then uh, Gus showed up like probably like 15 minutes later. <laughs> Glistening. Yeah, radiant. And then uh, Jackie and Nate actually showed Still up. They, there, they made it. They made it in time for dinner. Did they, they never ride with somebody they else? Never, no, they, they just walked. Out. They just, wow. I think they made it because uh, they walked in. I think we were just getting done with like the first course, which was like a soup. And they walked in. And so they just ate their soup quick. And then they were right there with us. I caught up. And then directly after that, I'm like walking up to my room. My legs are just rubber. Like I've been running so hard for like four hours now. It was a while. I'm just like, oh, Jesus Christ. And I'm walking up, and I see in a uh, vending machine a can that's labeled um, Jack Daniels and Coke. <laughs> and I'm like, this is a great country. <laughs> just- and this kid, Nate, a different Nate, this guy's name is Nate Wood, he, he's walking up the stairs, too. And I'm like, Nate, check it out. They got, they got Jack and Coke in a can in the vending machine. I wonder if it IDs you. He's just like... Yeah, I don't really check IDs around here. You want to go to the bar? And I'm like, yes, I do. <laughs> like 18 years old. <laughs> so I go the legs. I go and I take a shower and we go to the bar. And I got gloriously drunk. Came back to the hotel room, fell asleep, and we drove to Munich. And uh, was that the night that Nate didn't show back up? Yeah, that was. well, that's another story. I mean, I don't have to tell that one. That isn't what I told. But. Max's Europe trip. Just going to leave us in suspense then. We actually. Okay. We can come here's, back well, here's to it a little, if you want to. Another fun fact. What? Max and I recorded the first episode of the show uh, without Stratford. And we just talked about Europe for like an hour and a half of just Max's. I had a great time in Europe. Yeah. 
I yeah, liked Europe too. I had a pretty good time. So in there's Europe. a whole hidden episode out there that who knows if it'll ever surface. But well, it's pretty much the same shit as we talked. I was about. a baby at the time, but I've been to Europe. Hmm. Really? That's about, that's about all I got where? going for me. Where? Apparently England. Uh, <laughs> I was told. Where, I is that where you were? I couldn't, I couldn't point out my earliest memory. Is that where you were stolen from those ben. horse thieves? Exactly. <laughs> well, is it, is it your turn? Yeah, it's my turn. All that, right. Well, here's Will Cowser. Will Cowser. Do you did remember you, the story that me? I told? I do not remember Because what story. I forgot it until very recently. Did you have to ask somebody? No, it just hit it just, me. It just came to you? Uh, I just saw the mental image. The story that I chose to, to represent myself, this was... Like our first introduction to like the entire university, essentially. This is like our colleagues, yeah. This our is like our very first assignment, our professor, very first anything that happens, like the first week of classes. And so, I told the story of a time that I was in my 1997 Nissan Pathfinder. Rest <laughs> in peace. Oh, uh, I love that. Car. Pour one out. A fantastic car. Yeah. She was white. Her name was Daisy. Yeah. <laughs> Short for Daisy Duke. Of course. Daisy Duke. Alternatively known as the Duke, if it's that kind of setting. <laughs> this was both of my brother's car before I had her. And they had performed or installed many modifications that led to Daisy being a special car. Uh, such as? Such as... She had, there's a 12-inch subwoofer, which is really nice, in the back. I also, at, at any given time... 12 inches. That's nearly a foot. Yeah. Or 1,200 kilometers. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but uh, at any given time, I probably had $200 worth of fireworks in the back of this car. Mm-hmm. Subwoofer. Uh, like, emergency supplies. Just like those weird metal blankets. <laughs> and like two gallons of water. Metal blankets. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? I know exactly what you're talking about. It's funny though. Like two gallons of gasoline, two gallons of water, just like real serial killer stuff now that I think about it. A machete, a shovel, sure. a bag of lime. Uh, yeah, and then just no people ever. Mm. But I was driving around and it was pretty soon after I got my license. And when I got my license, I would just drive. Just to like experience the freedom of the road, you know. Just, just you and just the car, me and, bonding. Wow. Me and Daisy, Daisy Duke, hitting just Mad Maxing through the deserts of Utah. Yes, Mad Maxing as a verb. Yeah, it's in Webster's. I was, I think, upset. Just finding paths. <laughs> I found so many paths in your Pathfinder. And the path that we had found that day <laughs> led us south, and I was in, the, like, the Farmington area, and out kind of out towards the Great Salt Lake. So, like, I went south, and I went west, and I was just following my heart. Mm-hmm. And, because I really think I was, like, upset about something, but I don't remember what at all. And so... You drove off in a huff? I drove and off. Came to at this this place. I was never gonna see my family again, and so I told them, mm-hmm. and then I stormed out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's what it was, but I was driving, 
Okay. I digress. I think we've established that. Wait, Will. I was in my car. Are you car. saying that you were driving? So I was in the in driver's seat of my Nissan. Could you describe the car? Nissan Pathfinder. That car blew up like two years ago. The saddest day of my life. Was it because of the fireworks in the trunk? <laughs> yeah, I just shouldn't have left them right next to the gasoline. <laughs> but uh, I was on. Now that you mentioned it's like it, swamp that really land. is a fire <laughs> it's hazard. Such a bad idea. It's, <laughs> it's such a. There's all Roman candles too. But I was like in the swamp lands because it just gets pretty swampy the closer uh, you get to the Great Salt Lake. The marshlands. The marshlands. The marsh. Where Sauron rules in Farmington, Utah. The dead marshes. And there, I remember a bridge, like a really random spiral bridge to get like to get on. You had to go up this little like loop de loop kind of spirally thing that went up really high for some reason. It went around like twice, like a corkscrew. Really? And then it took you over like a creek. And huh. so that seemed like a fun thing to drive on. That seems like an inefficient way. Yeah, to that's silly. Create yeah, a road. Make a goddamn bridge. So I'm just listening to music and I, Utah. I go up the loop de loop and I get to the top and there is like a truly majestic cat standing at the top. Oh my the God. spiral staircase. I remember the story. And we're there, and I park at the top and like make eye contact with this cat, and we're looking out over the marshlands together. And it just is like the everything the light touches will be yours kind of moment. You know, me <laughs> and this cat, you know. And so I pull out my. I don't. Did I explain that it had a PA system in my car? Because that's important. My brother. <laughs> yes, you need to bring that up. Installed uh, like a microphone from the DI, like one that's like in a prison, like the cone-shaped microphone, like a speaker. That's what I mean, like a speaker, like a prison PA speaker. Okay. Yes. In the hood of the car, like on top, resting on yeah, top like of the Yeah, the stuff engine. you would see like in an old prison, like it's a box and like a cone. And yeah. It, it's, that's the, so that's in the, that's the speaker. Uh, resting on the engine of my car. Yeah. And then it goes into like a trucker walkie-talkie kind of handheld microphone right that's right in the dash of my car so i can communicate with the outside world without going outside of my car uh which oh my god we had so much goddamn fun (laughs) led to so much debauchery oh and i reached out to this cat and i just grabbed my microphone as one word (laughs) what else what else do you say to a cat honestly (laughs) <laughs> just me and the cat. Actually, you tried to make first contact with the cat, and this cat, poor cat. She's like, "What else am I going to say to a cat?" No. <laughs> now that I think about it, this cat probably thought at that point that was a gigantic animal. <laughs> I didn't consider this, but the cat was mortified and leapt directly into the, completely vertically into the air, like five feet, I think. And then just, I think a gust of wind took it or something. No, no. <laughs> And just pushed it no. ever so gently. And I had to watch this cat no. fall like no. Javert no. <laughs> into the creek. God damn it. No. Completely dead. Oh, man. This cat. There's no way this cat survived. Left directly into the creek. It could have survived. I don't know what I said to that cat, but <laughs> he's gone. And I, I, it's actually the only, it's a one syllable cat phrase that they developed. It's, it's 
what the noise that you made yeah. that day was actually, it's the one syllable cat phrase that means jump off the bridge. <laughs> you have to kill yourself, which was way unfortunate. Jump yeah. off the bridge, kill yourself. You I, know, you so much. I think that's how I want to die. At some point, <laughs> I want to be just kind of like in a high up place contemplating the ground. I don't know. But you sneak up behind me with a bullhorn <laughs> and I get startled and fall over. That's, that's it precisely so, how I want it to end. It felt so far, though. And <laughs> I. You killed a cat just had with to your car. Away. Like, in, like, the least. What do you do? What do you do? I just drove back down the corkscrew and went home. <laughs> I think whatever problem I had, I didn't much care about anymore. <laughs> and for whatever reason, I think. That story was the story to define to like define myself. Junior, no, freshman year. Of I mean, college. that sounds like a pretty defining moment. It is murdering pretty, your own that's guardian pretty, angel. That's pretty iconic. Speaking of iconic, let's we talk have, iconic. We have the slide the microphone the Stratford Healy's way. We have the eternal Stratford Healy here with us. Okay. Straight out of Legoland, here he is, ladies and gentlemen. This is the story that he told this year in this class. Yeah. I mentioned it earlier this year. For some reason, it's a pretty pretty good icebreaker story. Figured, For some reason. All right, go ahead. So uh, I'm going to tell you guys about the time I got arrested. <laughs> there you go. Okay, so. <laughs> firstly. Yeah, all right. Um, so why don't you tell us, why don't we start off here? I was arrested for the very violent, dangerous crime of possessing around 10 grams of weed. Yeah. Something like that. Sure. 10 grams. I mean, that's a, that's a fairly that's sizable amount. That's an amount. The worst that's part of it was. at that supply. It's not. It's at that moment, that was like the most I had ever bought at one time. Oh. And then, Wait, hold on. I don't, I, don't know, I don't know weed. Super Bowl, is that like five pounds? I don't know the metric system. It's actually 10 grams. <laughs> 10 grams. Uh, 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 I don't know. I I'm, I've just always just taken whatever they give me and just like been happy right, with thank it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I didn't weigh it. <laughs> hey, like this is ten grams. I'm just like, what are you saying, man? <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I spent about three days in. How much did you spend on this week? How much did I? It was well. I was arrested with my buddy, so it was like fifty bucks for each of us. Okay. So it was like, it was like 10 bucks days. a gram. Okay, so I can imagine how much it was. Two days that you'll never a, get back in your life. It was a pretty good deal for a high school kid with flaky dealers, whatever. Yeah. But uh, I spent three days in Weber County waiting for my parents to bail me out. And uh, i got to be honest. I didn't have that terrible of a time. I mean... In jail? No. Wow. I, I know... Okay, it was jail, so I wasn't happy to be there. But <laughs> I... I didn't have that horrible of a time. I know I shouldn't be proud of how well I fit in with a bunch of hardened <laughs> criminals. Are you going to tell us how you got arrested? Yeah, that's the best. Okay, part. that's the most important part. It's not the most important part. There's so many important There's parts. so many. Okay. All right. How I got arrested. We were <laughs> – I was driving. I wasn't driving. I was in a friend's car who was driving. We had just bought uh, this this – amount that I was arrested for eventually and this illegal soon after this illegal soon, drug like right after it was like we had not finished our transaction and, and within like 10 minutes we had been pulled over it was it was not great the reason being uh 
it was nighttime and we were driving for a few minutes down a very well-lit stretch of highway and neither of us realized that his lights were on or not on. And that is what we initially... The lights weren't on. The, the headlights were not on the vehicle. What time no. of day was this? This was like approaching night. It wasn't pitch black. Definitely but it was, lights on. It was, it was dark enough that we should have known better. But And we probably would have noticed if we had like gotten out from under the street lamps. But wasn't until the police lights were on that we realized our lights weren't on. So... Uh, the mistake on our part was not, uh, the golden rule of being a criminal is don't do two illegal things at once. So if you got a corpse in the trunk, don't be rolling through a stop sign. So we, we get pulled over. She sticks her head in the window and it very clearly smells like weed. We hadn't been smoking, but it was some dank. So it was very smellable. Um, now the crucial mistake we made here, <laughs> yes, the very, the very important thing to remember, perhaps the most important thing to remember in this story is if you're going to be moving a stash and, you know, d- doing two illegal things at once, make sure you keep your stash in a separate location from your license and registration <laughs> <laughs> because we you idiot we <laughs> oh my god <laughs> we, we bought some weed like we had done multiple times before threw it in the glove box not even thinking about it so oh my gosh and the worst part about it is like when when sh- when he went to reach for it, he tried to, like, not open it up all the way and, like, tried <laughs> to, like, worm some papers out without making it obvious. And she, she bought it immediately. She had the flashlight pointed at it, like, uh, open that up again. <sighs> open it up. Step out of the car. All right. It well, just comedically yeah, rolls just, out onto your lap. It may as well have got been. a picture of like, Obama <laughs> on it. <laughs> well, this is going to be fun. So... Yeah, that's that's how I got handcuffed on the side of I-15. <laughs> now, when you're getting the cuffs on, there's this brief moment where no matter how harmless your crime is, you're just Al Capone getting dragged <laughs> away by the IRS. Just whatever, copper, you take me. I'm over it. But <laughs> you never take me alive. Yeah, they that did. was. Did you give him like that? Did you do that thing in the movies where the guy like gets the cuffs on and they're like leading him away, and you do like the shoulder like shuffle, just like don't hold me, man. I didn't do nothing. No, I just I just walked calmly, and the the other officer who was called over to process me, as it were, uh, he was he was very cool. He was just like you you you're all right, cuffs not too tight, whatever. It's just. Like, are you are you okay? I'm like, ah, oh, well, I've been better. <laughs> I gotta be honest. Is not, this an emotional state question? Not, not doing too good. <laughs> it, was, it was more of a mental state question because <laughs> you see you see people break. I, when did I was break? I I did not break, but when I was processed, they first brought me into these like when you got showered down, like the drunk tanks, the the like little throw people in this cell until they've. Why don't you? Will you describe to us like the layout of this jail as it appeared to you? As it appeared to me, like take us oh, like yeah, from emotional the police car that they drove. Give us like a real station. abstract. Okay, so I'm in this. Freudian police, I'm in this police car. I get 
he drives through some fenced area, getting pulled into some obvious prison area. Then this garage door opens up, and he just drives right into this building. Straight into the prison? Uh, not like right into the, the <laughs> prison itself, into some processing they just, area. He just backed up to a cell <laughs> and kicked him out of the back door the, the, of a van. That cop was nice, complimented me on my shoes as we walked up, and was like, oh, thanks, man. Cool shoes. Like, you. And, yeah, <laughs> just... The customer is always right, you know? Um, but I'm, I walk in there and they get me processed and I'm surrounded by these cells that have like these glass doors and those, those are what I would call the drunk tanks. I was in there for a little bit and so it's like glass doors, like a racquetball court. Uh, a little bit. I think you're describing a racquetball court. It was actually a racquetball court. Did they just take you to the gym playing racquetball? I I cannot they just say for 100% certainty I didn't just get taken to a gym. <laughs> uh, so I mean, gyms are kind of prison. Surrounded by the drunk tanks, they're having me fill out paperwork, yeah. whatever, because that's all included in it. And as I'm filling out this paperwork, there is some lady who has been locked up, and she is just losing her absolute <laughs> I don't know what substance she was on, but it was potent. Yeah. She... She was, she was rolling for a night. while. She and rolling? She, she was in the fetal position. I didn't even see her face, but she was screaming. She was saying crap like she's going to burn their houses down when she gets out and, like, murder their families. Real in detail, <laughs> kind of scary stuff. And the guy who like, – the guy the weirdest racquetball court. The cop who brought me there is, like, talking to this dude at the desk that I'm sitting at. And he's like, so how long has that been going? Doesn't even look up from his paper. He's just like, all day. Whatever. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. Shrugs, same as always, you know. Um, so what, what happens next? I get processed. I, I take my mugshot, which you can't really see, but it's, it's glorious. That's a pretty good thing. I love your mugshot. It's a really funny mugshot. The facial expression that'll is be basically the, just like, ah, be the you got me. <laughs> we'll use your mugshot as the thumbnail of the episode. <laughs> it's really, it's a mugshot that... It would be like it's what someone looks like when they get arrested. It's for like possession it's, of it's, the expression, it's the, the expression on somebody's face when they take the last slice of cake at a party. <laughs> I I definitely ended up in one of those mugshot magazines that they do because uh, apparently one of my coworkers later saw me in it. So oh, that's good. And they didn't tell me about that until like months later. And I was like, oh yeah, we saw that. And I was like, oh. Good. Cool. But they do a strip uh, search to make sure. (laughs) A strip (laughs) tease. Freudian slip there. I wanted wanted to give a strip tease. The cop wasn't for it, but uh, yeah, they got to make sure you're not carrying any weapons or any other, you know, contraband in your anal cavity. That's true. So they have you strip and then. They you, you put your arms up against the wall and you like spread and cough, whatever. Make sure there's nothing impacting your colon. You don't you don't get any you know digit penetration. Uh, okay, I'm sorry to say, well, that's, but that's too bad. That's that's too bad. I mean, it can't be dinner and a show. But the the guy who did this search was kind of a douche. One of the 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 few douches I experienced in this whole story. Well, I don't know. So I don't know if being friendly in that situation is really going to benefit. <laughs> yeah, it's better cop. than 
he didn't have to have such a like a douchebag chip on his shoulder. He was the only guy who had felt like he he as a personal moral stance is required to treat me like crap because I'm an inmate. Like oh, right. it was being arrested isn't enough. Him like being a douche to me is what's going to turn my life around. Okay. Right. Uh, regardless, the one thing I would do over if I could do it again, you know, aside from the whole glove box compartment thing, <laughs> is not getting arrested. Except I for everything except else leading It's like I, I remember making eye contact with the dude. Like, yeah, compare yourself. <laughs> didn't, I didn't look away until he did. But if I could, if I could do one more thing, I would put my head between my legs and make eye contact with him one more time. <laughs> Behold, stare him down. I believe it was Frederick. Like what you see. I want to hear about your friends. I believe it was Friedrich Nietzsche who said that when you gaze into a void, the void gazes <laughs> also into you. Tell us about your your, your okay pen pals. I don't know if we have time here because I could go on for quite a while about some of my experiences. We got, we got five minutes. This will probably be a part two where we just hear the rest of my ramblings about that whole experience. Yeah, we can do a part two where we talk about the rest of this and then the rest of my uh, Germany story. Oh, you can tell, uh, talk about. I'll go. I'll talk about the time the, I, the I went back and buried the cat. Fun stuff. Well, talk to the family finally. I'm gonna, I'm gonna set the stage here for this cell I was in. Uh, first night. When I was arrested, they had me in just these two-man cells, and I remember, like, doing stupid stuff, like defiantly riding with soap on the mirror, because whatever, I'm, I'm upset about my situation. What, what, did, what did you write? Some some stupid, like, edgy BS, like, there is no justice. Just like... <laughs> did you really? I, <laughs> That's funny. Oh, yes, I definitely did. God is dead! God is dead! All right, John Proctor. You've got one chance to prove to these Puritans that you're not a witch or a devil worshiper. Go. I say God is dead! God is dead! Well, you f***ed that up, didn't you? (laughs) You Way Way to go, JP. So, in the morning, they took me to these 12-man cells. Were they all angry? 12 bucks, or 12 bunks, bucks. Uh, They were not angry. This was not a Henry Fonda movie. As far as I know, maybe Gideon's trumpet was in jail in that. Um, I don't, I don't <laughs> yeah, understand that reference at all. Whatever you say, Granddad. Somebody might. All right, to get this man a bowl of that's, <laughs> that's the important part. Okay, so I was in this twelve-man cell, and I remember on the way, I, I was getting marched down to this different wing of the jail. I have a soccer bag full of, you know. Uh, toothbrush, other utilities, such couple as of, couple a of comb. <laughs> there was a cup and like a spoon. I don't think we got a shit. A starter for prison wine. But I'm walking in a... Cops just walks up you're going to need this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some lockpicks. I was walking in a single file line. Some bobby pins. And I am the youngest, whitest person here, sure. by far. <laughs> and as we're marching on our way to this new cell, we pass by... Uh, another little glass area where people actually are playing racquetball. <laughs> you, you guys joked, but they weren't allowed. They weren't allowed rackets, but there's straight up a they're whole bunch of inmates uh, all playing handball. Playing man. handball with a racquetball ball. I think it's a handball ball at that point. Handball ball. The ball. The handball. 
The point is, they see this group of the fresh meat coming by, so they all, without saying a word to each other, run up to the glass and start banging on it, howling, freaking out, trying, trying to scare us. And I make eye contact with this big, ugly guy in particular. You're not supposed to make eye contact with him. With Sloth from the Goonies. Okay, I should say he made eye contact with me. He was looking at me specifically, and he was pointing and mouthing the words, You're mine. (laughs) You're my bitch. And my reaction, I heard you're supposed to be apathetic in jail, so I kind of just treated him how I would treat a cat that I didn't want to show I was a threat to. I just sort <laughs> of, I blinked, I blinked slowly and looked away. <laughs> but anyway, that guy's name was Mario, and he was a pretty good guy. Nice. He was, oh. <laughs> I got to the cell, and I saw him, and I was like, oh, shit. And he was like, nah, man, we just, we just do that to everybody. They just screw with people. Um, <laughs> the like you do. Hey, yeah. we're just in jail. Come on. Well, I didn't mean anything. How else do you entertain yourself? You want to go play handball? But, yeah, it was a 12-man no. community cell. <laughs> Not there, there were two toilets in this cell, dubbed ceremoniously the pisser and the Why? Oh. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, well. I actually oh. don't know Latin, so I couldn't tell it's you. It's But... Must be some prison. Yeah, it was Greek that. to me. Here's the thing, though. That's that's all out in the open. So you're having to pee and crap in front of other people. I didn't use the shitter the whole time. You held it in for the I, three days. I did use the pisser, and part of the etiquette is you have to flush continuously. Okay. As you as you pee, so they don't have to hear the like stream. So you wouldn't poop out your hidden baggie of. Which I think is weird because they had like a ton of flush behind it. So it was like, this is far louder than if it was just a pee stream. But whatever. You so saw, people aren't supposed to – it's a sound thing? I didn't write the etiquette. You just follow it. Yeah, like they don't want to hear the like pouring the water tinkle. like tinkle because I guess they want to be in the illusion that they're not in a bathroom. But with the shirt, they get – So the sound of flushing really drowns out the bathroom sound. I guess. Uh but they got, I'd rather hear flushing, I guess. They got crafty with this because <laughs> they had – there was a, an air vent like above it and they had like shoved a comb into it and then tied a string and like a blanket down. So there was a dividing wall between the two toilets and the curtain was made just so that you could drape it over the wall and then use like a stack of books to hold it there. So you had this nice little shitter curtain. That's nice. It was real classy. That's good. I mean, that's no worse than anything you're going to do in, like, a public bathroom. And I'd start getting into the uh, inmates that I met there because I remember all of their names. But, well, except one of the guys who didn't talk and he was mysterious. He was he was the Lone Ranger of this movie but didn't do anything. <laughs> anyway. Him and everybody goes... You don't want to mess with him. Hey. Oh, yeah. He's one of those rangers. He's the new guy. Real nasty folk, them. <laughs> Turned out to be Aragorn the entire time. Yes, so Aragorn, yeah. Some of Aragorn. I would, I would go into to some of the wacky inmates. Sealed door. Sealed door. But we're, we're approaching an hour here, so I don't think we're going to have time. But I will tell you that whilst in jail, I received a nickname. And uh, this this is completely true for the th- the three-day duration I was in there. Every man in that cell called me Strap-On. 
Yeah, it was. It was uh, not not what you think. They called you. They, it was, they gave uh, you that name on the. First everybody day. assumes that was somebody. Just play on like, words. Somebody misheard like, name? Stratford. Stratford and was like strap on, and then it just stuck. And even Candy, who was like the OG senior citizen gangbanger of that cell, is like that's a horrible name. Why you let him call you that? Like, he was Irish. <laughs> he, he was actually. How did you end up in Weaver County? He yeah. was. He was an. <laughs> he was an IRA terrorist. They had I immigrated him. here in '06. Uh, Strange, huh? Well, there you go. There's a couple of stories for you, folks. This has uh, been. This, what has this been, Max? This is. Why don't been, you tell him? Well, kids, this has been. The Red Rock Retrospective with Max Coons, Strap on Huey, and Will Kowser. You didn't say your name. Oh, is that what we're supposed to do? God damn it.